What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA Spirit of the Race Award. This is the Check Engine Podcast, hosted on Anchor.fm and streamed worldwide on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Nick, Andrew, and Tristan are back behind the microphones yet again. Holy shit, guys, it's December already. It's December, and today we got our first, well, I, I don't know if I call it real snow, but our first snow of the Christmas season. So I naturally, I immediately went Christmas shopping. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was <laughs> you wait for snow? Was, Seems treacherous to me. No, we but might not get I, snow before Christmas. Who even knows? I was going to say there, there might've been a couple of Christmas eves where Andrew was running around real fast. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't wait for the snow to go Christmas shopping. However, because this year, obviously like baby, no one's going to be here in the state. Like no, none of my family's coming in. So probably just be, you know, the three of us and my parents for Christmas won't be making like a big meal or anything. Um, it's just kind of like, eh, not inspired to go Christmas shopping in the sense I'm not inspired to go to a place and just look around for things that I think would be good gifts for other people when there's not snow. Now, when there is snow, then then everything makes sense. Then you want to hear the Christmas songs and the Christmas lights are all up and that's nice suddenly. Um, so, uh, you know, we got a little snow and I decided to do a little Christmas shopping. There you go. How how far along are you guys with the shopping? Are you almost done? Are you not even close? Where are you guys at? I mean, I th- there was only one thing that Meg wanted and I got that for her already. And um, I actually this this is a sort of off topic thing. But I don't know how to ask for things that I want for Christmas. Does anyone else have this problem? Same. Nope. <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait, like, nope, you don't have the problem or nope, you don't know how to ask? Nope, don't have the problem. I know people might not get it for me, but I always put together a list because everybody always asks. And it's easier than telling them. Oh. So I, I, have really? a, I, have, I have a list and, you know, often... The items on it will exceed someone's budget, um, which just makes it easier for them. They can ignore the list and then buy me whatever they were going to buy me anyway. Um, But I have no problem Hmm. asking. So because people are asking me for that list, it's not like, hey, you didn't ask for this Christmas list. Let me give it to you anyway. So (laughs) I mean, I guess that's true. I just feel like. <laughs> Does it sound weird if I say that I feel like people who ask for Christmas lists are innately like it's it's a little shady, it's a little iffy. Like, careful, that's my mother you're talking about. But no, <laughs> you, do, you, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, uh, why? I, <laughs> I disagree. Because they a bit. want to buy you a gift you want. This is his <laughs> life in a nutshell. Nothing, <laughs> yeah, I, nothing has a positive <laughs> intent to it ever. <laughs> Andrew, I'd like to buy you a gift. Please provide me a gift, a list of gifts you'd like. 
what are you up to? Said no one ever. What are you planning (laughs) to buy you a gift, idiot? Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no. All right. So that's, I I ask for lists all the time, especially for my, for my cousins who have the little ones. Um, Hmm. Just because look, I'm, I don't see them often enough and I'm not creative enough just to come up with a cool gift on my own. So just, Hey, what have they been asking about around the dinner table the past few months? Like, give me an idea and I'll go out and find it. I stopped making lists, though. Like, I used to, Tristan, I was in your boat, like, every Thanksgiving about, especially because my birthday is also right around Christmas. So, like, oh, yes. Um, right around Thanksgiving, people are like, do you have your list? Your birthday Christmas list? Do you have your this? And I did that up until probably three or four years ago. And then, I don't know, I I stopped. Like, if there was something that I really, really, really had to have, like, I've been fortunate enough where I've just been, like, nothing's been, like, uber expensive. I could just say, I'll just get it. (laughs) Instead of waiting to put it on my Christmas list, I can just go home with it now. So there's really nothing on, like, the want list ever anymore. So yeah, around (laughs) around November... Around November, I put the brakes on my own spending because, yeah, it makes it I guess it's just it makes it easier for everybody else. Like if I don't if I don't just immediately buy stuff that I want and I can wait, you know, a month, then, you know, I can a not pay for it, which is nice. You know, delayed gratification with comes with a reward. And then B, somebody else doesn't have to think up something to give me that may or may not even be something that I would want use, etc. So that's true. I guess I I just don't. And that's another problem this year. Specifically, I had I have no idea what I want or I mean, there are things that I want, but they cost, you know, seven hundred dollars. And it's like, eh, what's the point of asking for that? Really? Yeah, exactly. But hey, we are not a Christmas gift podcast. <laughs> not a gift podcast. <laughs> we are a car podcast, and we've actually got a really cool uh, main theme for tonight's episode. Um, I'm really excited to get into this a little later. So, Andrew, what are we going to be uh, diving into in a few minutes? Um, well, it started like this. Uh, over the break, um, I think we were maybe taking the baby for a walk uh, just around the neighborhood. We... I saw a driveway that had the following cars in it, a black on black Camaro. Um, one of the older ones, you know, sort of like the, the, I call them like the shark faced ones. You know what I mean? Whatever series that is. I don't know from the nineties, I think, Mm -hmm. um, a black on black Mustang, a black on black suburban, um, and a red firebird. Oh, and I thought to myself now, that's a curiously evil looking collection of cars. True. Didn't, didn't really think any more of it. Now at a different point up completely across the neighborhood, there is a different house that has a, that regularly parks a white Honda Odyssey, a white Toyota Corolla, a white Toyota Camry and a white Ford expedition. And I'm like, huh? That's an oddly neutral <laughs> driveway. <laughs> just like 
true neutral, right? Mm -hmm. um, which, of course, is a term from the Dungeons and Dragons alignment chart, which I'm sure most of most people listening will have seen that nine grid um, with generally with pictures, right? There's generally meme pictures in each one, but it's like lawful, good, chaotic, neutral, that type of stuff. And so that got me thinking what cars would go in each of these positions and all these nine positions because I mean, you know creating a whole driveway is probably too difficult but you know a true neutral would be a ford a small car a large car a van and it'd all be white no oh, absolutely so um yeah so that's what we're gonna talk about what cars would fit in what car is lawful evil what car is chaotic good that type of stuff this is gonna be really good i hope so i'm super excited for this We've we've done some themed stuff in the somewhat recent past, but we haven't had like a true like culture theme like this in a long it's time. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think like what was that? Um, like the the force rank list was what this is reminding me a lot of. Hmm. We did that fighting game force rank list. I think yes. that was last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that was fun. We should do that again. That was that was <laughs> that was a very fun episode. I have a feeling this is going to kind of take the same. Uh, follow the same course also by uh, the way i looked it up and there are in fact christmas gift podcasts oh this one's from 2015 so it might not be the best list for this year <laughs> is it sponsored by a department store is it like the macy's christmas gift podcast this one is is just called good christmas gifts 2015 it would have been the sharper images last ditch effort to make themselves relevant right? really wait why do you know that I'm joking. I don't know that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I don't say so convincingly. That I believe that 100. percent That is absolutely canon for me now. That sharper image made a last ditch attempt to be relevant in 2015, and they tried to start a podcast by releasing a best gifts podcast. Exactly. <laughs> listen, man. If that that would work, by the way, let's just say that that would 100 percent work. Andrew just being suspicious again. What are you <laughs> up to? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> what is this podcast up to? There is one um, about uh, Advent inspirations uh, for for um, the Catholic audience out there. Ah, got it. And that oh, one's yeah, from that's... 14 hours ago. So this is hot and fresh. Let me tell you, Advent inspirations. This is the Advent inspirations podcast. A little hot, fresh Advent for everybody. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not us. <laughs> Anyways, that's not us. Before we dive into the alignment chart, uh, building anything else that we want to touch on kind of some quick hits well speaking of hot and fresh i mean we're recording on the day of days the day that will live in twitter salt infamy continue well there to date this podcast specifically there was an f1 race today and do you want it, to really it, call it a race <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, because there's, I, because I think that trying to uh, trying to make up a different term takes away from the fact that everybody's mad at everybody else, and that's good. This was, I I think this was one of the one of the two most insane races I have ever witnessed since I started watching F1. I probably should. We should probably pull up like a real summary, like blow by blow. Does someone have one up just so we don't get 
we don't get it out of order because a lot of stuff happened and the order is actually pretty important. Yeah, I don't have it. Let's see. Um, F1 Saudi Arabia. Let's just see if there's like a punch by punch review of this. Yeah, because I mean, I, it's hard to know where to start. It, it's report um, and highlights from Formula One itself. Here we go. Here we, here we go. go. All right. Hey, they might actually, you know, be real about what happened. I mean, the short, the short teaser version is that in, well, frankly, in the most interesting F1 season in what I say at the beginning of the season, 10, 12 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. We're set up for what everyone hopes to be a very strange and intense finish to the season in the, in the last race of the year with a tie at the top of the points. They are coming in dead heat. Whoever, whoever finishes like there's no, if this, then this, you just got to beat the guy. That's it. And guess what? No playoffs were needed. No (laughs) knockouts were needed. You didn't need runoffs for this. You didn't need any of that. It just happens, I guess, naturally. But holy cow. Yeah. Um, where, 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 Where do we start? We start, uh, start at the end of qualifying, I guess. So yeah, we can, we'll start at the end of qualifying where Hamilton and Botas had one, two for Mercedes. Verstappen was on his last lap, which was going to be good enough, I believe, to at least get on the front row, if not nip Hamilton for pole. I thought, he, yeah, I thought he was on pace for pole. It was, quote, the lap of the year from Christian Horner. Um, or was it, no, the lap of his life, qualifying lap of his life. But out of the last corner, coming to the start finish line, Max Verstappen clipped the outside wall and broke his right rear suspension. But as long as they're able to fix the car, which they did, his next best lap or the best lap that he completed counted, which was good for third. So it wasn't the worst case scenario. It's not like he fell back to a 10th quick lap or something like that. Um, He. The Mercedes cars got out to. Basically a perfect start. They stayed in almost like a formation. They were like formation flying into turn one. For, uh, Botas protected P2, Mercedes running 1-2, holding Verstappen back in third. All is well. Looks pretty straightforward. Heavy crash comes out with one of the Haas cars. Um, because of the safety car that was out, both Mercedes pitted, thinking, hey, everyone's going slow. It's the safety car. We're not going to lose it, as much. Was it wet at this point? No, there was no rain ever. <laughs> one thought that oh no 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 it was the, it was the um going to the mediums from the yeah sorry I'm getting ahead of myself it's the it was a Red Bull decision decision to go to mediums later on yes later at later on yeah, after, yeah. yeah so late. so Mercedes says hey everyone's going you know safety car everyone's slowing down to whatever it is 80 kph or 100 kph or whatever it is so we're not going to lose nearly as much time let's pit now for our hard compound tires to get us to the end so they pit and they had come out second and third behind Verstappen under the safety car. Well, then the FIA decides, well, there's holes in the uh, Armco barriers where this car hit. We need to red flag it. Well, not two cars, are, you know, qualifying and, and the one in the race. Right. We need to red flag this to replace the barrier. 
So they pull all the cars in for the red flag. Well, under the red flag, you can change tires. So Red Bull was able to change the tires on Verstappen's car and keep the lead. <laughs> yeah, looking at a at a essentially a zero pit race. Yes, basically a zero pit race. Um, so Hamilton chasing down Verstappen. Um, Verstappen driving. Uh, oh, well, hold on a second. Safety car. They come out. They restart the race. Standing start. Um, yes, because of Hamilton actually got a better start, was actually leading into turn one over Verstappen, but Verstappen decided just to cut through the chicane. Basically, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about just yes, not turn at all he, and drive do straight. <laughs> just drive straight out into the lead. <laughs> and then the stewards were like, "No, no, no! You you give that back. You, you actually can't, can't do that. You you can't. <laughs> well, but he didn't give the spot back for like a lap. Well, okay, okay, no, but that's part, okay. All right, no, no, no. Keep going, keep going. So this is why we need the list. Yeah, we need it. It's there's so much shit happening. Um. So yeah, Verstappen cuts through the chicane to get the lead back, like about <laughs> as blatant as you can get. Like, it was the weirdest. I'm like, what maybe, the hell he, maybe what is he, he doing? Like, maybe he just is Senna. What is he doing? Um, but that lap, there's another red flag because there was another big crash, like a four or five car pileup that blocked the track. That I mean, I've saw um, one. Well, again, I always watch the reaction on Twitter. Someone on Twitter, and I forget who it was, blamed um, Verstappen for the way he re-entered the track, saying that he intentionally. Wait, was this then? Yeah, yeah. Um, that he drove in front of Hamilton and slammed on his brakes to cause not intentionally to cause the accident, but that caused the accident way in the back of the field, which is conspiratorial. And I also love it. So I obviously believe it. You can believe it. That's, I mean, he cut in front of Hamilton, but he did not cause the accident behind him. That was Leclerc hitting Perez. But anyway, but he um, caused it. But did he cause Leclerc to hit Perez? See, you're not thinking, was it 5d chess? Yeah, maybe, maybe. So now it's red flag again. And the, the, TV broadcast is televising all these calls from race control back to the teams. And they're basically bargaining with the (laughs) like, this is the weirdest thing because you're, you're fucking race control. You make the decisions. There's a court court case going on, but Mm. you're bargaining with total wolf and Christian Horner because yes, (laughs) they wanted um, Verstappen to give that spot back that he, you know, cut, cut through the chicane to get. Um, and they're like, so here's, he's like, Christian, here's my proposal. I'm like, wait, proposal. Like you make the rules. You just tell him what to do. But he's like, you need to give the spot back to Hamilton. So, um, when we pull out from the pits here under the safety car, Hamilton jumps in front of you and Christian comes back and goes, we will do that provided that Ocon, Esteban Ocon, who kind of squeaked through all this chaos to get into second before the red yes, flag came yeah, out. That's right. Yeah. He was They're in like, second. We will time. do that provided Ocon's on pole. And it's like, and Hamilton isn't. And it's like, no, 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 you don't get to <laughs> choose. Like, no, you just, you just do what they tell you. So like they're bargaining back and forth and it turns out that, okay, Ocon's going to be on pole. Hamilton's going to be P2. Verstappen is going to be P3. So they line back up 
do another standing start. Um, Verstappen makes it three wide into turn one and actually cleanly on a three wide pass gets the lead back, which was amazing. It was an incredible awesome. move. It, it was amazing. an awesome move. So he wasn't this, you know, whatever penalties be damned. He was going for it and he got the lead back. Lewis gets around Ocon. Lewis is chasing him down. There's debris everywhere. So there's virtual safety cars like th- two or three times. And then Hamilton finally gets close enough to throw a pass on a pass attempt on Verstappen. I think it was, I think it was in DRS. It was in the DRS zone. Verstappen just completely does not break runs Hamilton way off the track. Yeah. I mean, talk about, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't even attempt to make the corner. No. Um, And so they're like, okay, um, (laughs) Max, you got to give that spot back. (laughs) (laughs) again (laughs) again so he so he slows down in the middle of the straightaway but like he does it quick enough where they didn't even get to tell lewis that max is going to give the spot back so it was like so hamilton didn't pass it just looked weird it just looked like i think with all the virtual safety car stuff happening i think hamilton thought it was another one because Verstappen just slowed down, but he was right in the middle of the track. He didn't move over to let him by. And then you yeah, can no. see on the you can see on the onboard when Lewis does move out, like Max turns into him. <laughs> yeah, it was he was dead on the racing line on a straightaway. Yeah. And just like So then it was it, so weird. And then Hamilton clips the back of Verstappen's car. Yeah. Just like knocks a piece of the front wing off. We're like <laughs> And I'm just I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? And without it saying it sounds, like that. It kind of sounds like you're describing an F1 dream you had. It's so weird. It was so weird. And then, um, oh, what happened after that? So. Wasn't that? Um, well, I mean, it's. No, it's so they even, still, no. he still hasn't given the position back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he still needs yeah. to give the position back. Yep. So he. When in what was a really clever move, they actually showed in the garage afterwards, Total Wolf laughing about it because he's like, ah, I see what you did there, Max. He waits until the DRS detection zone <laughs> slows oh down. Uh-huh. So Lewis passes right before the line. So then Verstappen can get DRS mm-hmm. dives underneath him in the subsequent corner to pass back for the lead and then turns on his DRS and drives away. <laughs> yep. I'm like, okay, that was pretty crafty, actually. That That's wasn't clever. bad. That was very That's clever. very good. But, um, oh, man, I'm describing this in such a terrible way. I'm just trying to remember how this all went down. And then, then they come out and say, okay, there's a five-second time penalty for Verstappen for, like, running Lewis off the racetrack or something like that or using the, outs, you know, going outside the curbs to gain an advantage or whatever they said. So now he's in the lead, but he's got a lead by over five seconds to even win. But then his medium tires gave out and Hamilton was able to pass him anyway for the win, even mm-hmm. with a damaged wing. Yeah, I want to say it was like, no, I don't remember. And with a damaged wing go? and a harder compound tire, Hamilton comfortably sets the fastest lap of the race, which gives him an extra point, which ties the standings going into Abu Dhabi next week. But it was absolute chaos. And yeah, Hamilton won, obviously. Hamilton wins. Well, and the best thing is, the second. and the best thing is, too, like, as of when, because I was looking for a recap 
before we started because I was trying to get caught up. I've been out and about all day, didn't get to watch. And like the end of that article from only like an hour and a half or two hours ago was like, and uh, all of these decisions are being investigated. Things might still change. Correct. It's like, oh, yes, correct. But I don't think I don't think they're going to change. No, I don't think they will either. But it's just, you know, they're like the stewards are still investigating. Just so you guys know. (laughs) Dan, it's the, the most, you know, Martin Brundle is a hero for what happened at Coda already. Um, he and he's he's announced like a million F1 races since he retired, right? And it was just I thought it was I've never heard someone be so direct and and like damning in like a British way. Like <laughs> his his takeaway on the race as they were signing off was Max Verstappen really needs to think about the way he approaches race driving. Like he has just had enough of Verstappen's shit. I I mean, I guess, but on the other hand, it's kind of great. Oh, it's a, it's it's fantastic to watch. I think I think it <laughs> is the season of facts Verstappen still, and he will never Verstappen. I I just think it's all great. I think it's fantastic. I mean, is it because it's one of those things, right? As as a fan, as not not as a fan, as someone who's even just casually watched the season. You have to wonder, is he still thinking about Hamilton, quote unquote, cutting him off? Where was that in Brazil? Way. No, at Silverstone way early in the season. Yeah. Is he still is, six months ago? Did it all come to a head today? Or is this from um, God? What other race was it when they when um, Monza? Yeah, yeah, Monza. When he when he got punted on turn one, not by Hamilton. Yeah, when he, well, he kind of jumped over Hamilton's car. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like that's what I would do. I would like, do all this just, shit. <laughs> like, it was. I was thinking about that coming into today's <laughs> into today's race. Like, what if he did just pull a Senna? He's eight points up. So going into turn one, if he just doesn't break and runs through Hamilton and takes them both out, he's still eight points up. And then if well, he does it, it again in Abu Dhabi, he's still eight points up. <laughs> well, if he does again, yeah. Well, or if he does it in the final race of the season, doesn't he technically have the tiebreaker because he has more victories? Nine to eight. Oh, shit. Can you but now? Oh, they're, but no, now they're no. tied. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh, no, I th- is, is there, oh, what, wait, is a, no, does, what is a tiebreaker scenario? Yeah, he's, he's still, still getting get the tiebreaker. Yep. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm wrong. Good call. Yeah. So seven more days to wait on this and see what happens. Like, can see you if imagine there's a very that, light murder at Abu Dhabi. Just, can, can you imagine the shitstorm if he were to do that? Oh, it, like, in, especially in today's social media world. Holy shit. It... I mean, so, so I guess the biggest, the biggest takeaway from me is that I think, I think in terms of the storyline of F1, uh, I guess both in a literal and figurative sense at this point, there, there was a bit of a lull. There was like a mid season lull in terms of excitement. And honestly, I get, I get bored and uninterested in F1. I learned this year. When the team managers get involved, I don't care about them and I don't care about the races they drove in F1 30 years ago. And I don't care about their personalities, which is essentially. If you're going to get really into F1, that's that's like a key component. You have to care about these guys. And I just Mm -hmm. don't Um, in the same way that I don't care about 
most football GMs. You know what I mean? Like there is a, there is a bit of that in all sports, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you couldn't ask for, you couldn't ask for a better script. This is. Yeah. You said it. I can't say it any better. That's it. Like I cannot wait till next Sunday. This is going to be insane. Yeah. I'm definitely watching. Like even if you just tune in for the first four laps when they're all really close, just to see if anything happens. <laughs> and then when they all spread out and it's like, okay, that's kind of how it's going to go. But like, at least for the start, you've got to see what kind of shit he's going to try to pull. So watch for hijinks. Oh my Definitely God. That. And, and no matter who wins, I mean, out of the two of them, one, one is going to win points just based on, you know, one of them has to finish higher than the other one. That's it. Like, it's not like if one wins, the other has to finish sixth or worse or any of that kind of scenario. It's like they could finish one, two, and whoever finishes ahead is going to win the whole thing. The only, the uh, again, the really the only tie scenario is if they both, if they both wreck and God, the, wins. the world might explode. <laughs> the world might explode if that were to happen. And, and so, I mean, this race just, just because of the number of things that happened in today's race and the order in which they happened. Everyone on Twitter is absolutely furious. Everyone's apoplectic with everybody else for every single thing. It's all everyone else's fault. And that's great. That's my favorite part. Yeah. It's, it's definitely entertaining to, to watch all of it. Can we just real quick though? uh, This might be my soapbox because I don't know how much you guys watched or care. Can we just talk for a second about how shitty a track that is? (laughs) I don't, I don't know that much about racetracks to say. Is it really that bad? It's an inaugural race. It's the first race ever in Saudi Arabia, and it's a street track in in Jeddah. And it's 3.8 miles. It is the second longest track after behind Spa, the second fastest track in terms of average speed. The average speed at a street course, 157 miles an hour. Seems but, quick. but the 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 whole thing is just like oh yeah you go, right. you go I, I had to pull the track map a, I didn't remember you go through a bunch of S's where most of the time you don't even have to lift there's a hairpin and then you go through another bunch of it's like two Suzuka S's, S's sections connected oh, that's by good. I like that yeah connected by a couple of spoon curves from Suzuka on either end. But the thing is, it's a street course, so there's very little runoff. And because the walls are so close, it's all blind. So the drivers are saying, hey, fun. They all said in practice, hey, fun to drive. It's super fast. You're back and forth. Very technical. But if something happens in front of us, we can't see it. And we're going 160 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of an interesting little map. It's, I don't know. That's just a little aside but I just think the track is God awful. I, I mean, I think what we have to now, well, it, maybe, it seems like from a casual was, fan perspective, maybe not because it made for a chaotic freaking race today, but it did, but I'm just wondering if this is going to kind of be F one's thing going forward, because I mean, imagine the street condition in Miami, if that somehow ever gets off the ground in a real way, mm-hmm. like it, it seems like they're, they're trying to push new fandom by yep. putting races in cities. Mm-hmm. I think and it's a great strategy. I think it's an interesting strategy, but I also think that it's going to lead to 
this same issue all across the globe, right? No one builds streets to host F1 races. Um, that's what racetracks are for. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is just going to be a thing. I don't know. I, I guess, I, I guess my thought is get used to it. Yeah. Probably. I'm probably going to have to, but I don't know. I, at least the Miami circuit from that map looks like there's some breaking zones where passes can happen. <laughs> it's not just weaving and essing back and forth at full throttle for 90% yeah. of the lap. So that's just my take on that. But, um, wow. What a season. Holy shit. <laughs> what a you season. Uh, the weirdest thing. I mean, I, it does make me wonder about the validity of every decision coming from race control in an F1 race, seeing them, bid the race out like i I don't i don't know about that i think that was the craziest thing for me is like why are you negotiating with these people you make the rules it's very sus because because i mean what what they they should have no power right red bull in that situation should have no power let's give the spot back there is no other thing i mean if they don't give the spot back they just black flag him like disqualified. Well, imagine, Sorry, imagine buddy. that in any other sport too. Like, you know, all right, offsides, offsides, five yard penalty. We will do that as long as the tight end number eighty three can't play the next play. Right? That's the only yeah. way we're going to do it. No we'll one give would up do our that. Five yard penalty as long as it doesn't result in a first down. It's still third down. Right. Yeah. They've exactly. gone. They've gone, they've gone the distance to get a first down, but it's still third down. But that's the only way we're going to say yes. We will allow you to enforce this penalty. Bullshit. How did it get to that? How did it get to that point? I don't know, man. But something for um, other series to learn, like IndyCar, IMSA, maybe even <laughs> NASCAR. You got to control. <laughs> well, yeah. You got to do that. It makes it very interesting. That's true. <laughs> you, yeah, maybe always broadcast. You should race always control. broadcast race control with the teams. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> It is weird that no one's talking about that in, in the sea of boiling rage in which half the people in the world are very, very mad at Lewis Hamilton. Half the people in the world are very, very mad at, at at facts for stopping. Um, no one is like, Hey, that was weird. Uh, so I guess this is just the way it is. Leave it to us. I guess it's it's just accepted. We'll be brave. Yeah. Are they supposed to do that? Um, yeah, we can move on from that. We've spent 20 some minutes on it now. Um, it deserves it. It deserves the time. It, I mean, it does. Your yeah. Position at the very least, everyone listening to this, watch the highlights and get ready to watch live next week. Or if you can actually find a replay of the race, it's probably worth it. Yes. If nothing else, watch the condensed highlight package that F1 is going to put out on YouTube in the next couple of days. Yeah, YouTube or, or, or any, there are a ton of F1 YouTubers that do, like commentated highlights. Those are probably worth watching, you know, like actually I would encourage people to participate in this. And I never thought I'd say that about F1, but I definitely think people should go out of their way to be ready for next week. Yes. Maybe we should have like a viewing party next week. I would actually be, let's, let's think about what way we can do that because I don't think there's been F1 energy of this kind in our lifetime. I really don't. Not recently. Well, Probably not since Schumacher. Right. This is insane. So we yeah. should figure out a way to set that up. That'd be a great. Um, 
But we should probably move on. Do we want to jump right into the al- alignment chart build, or do we have other things? I don't have anything else, Tristan. Uh, no, only a picture that I posted to our Instagram for the first time in a year. But hey, well, where can they find that picture? At Check Engine Pod. Yeah, we might as well get into that real quick. <laughs> you can find that picture at Check Engine Pod on Insta. Andrew, if they want to dive into the uh, F1 Twitter arguments, where can they find us? Uh, at Check Engine Pod. I, I am doing my best not to just retweet everyone I think is funny saying really funny stuff about these f1 races but um i will do it a little bit (laughs) i know i've said this before as long as we're on this f1 topic but my god the drive to survive producers right now yeah oh they must be happy they are very (laughs) happy um you can find us on facebook if you look up check engine podcast also so be sure to like follow share post dm you can reach out how and when you can give us topic advice um, tell us what you want to hear about. Uh, just get in touch with us. We appreciate it. Thank you in advance. Now, Andrew, let's dive into D and D a bit. Hey, all right, yeah. Let's play some. Let's play some tabletop games here. Um, okay. So, like I said, what we're going to do is go through the alignment, the Dungeons and Dragons alignment scale chart. Whatever. What is it? Whatever this is called. Alignment chart is what I've grid. seen. Yes. Alignment, alignment grid. grid also. And and try to suss out a car that fits for each of those. But but what is the what is the way we want to do this? So the, the chart is nine um nine squares and it runs um the the rank is lawful versus chaotic on the X axis and good versus evil on the Y axis. So um, bottom left-hand corner is lawful evil. Top right-hand corner is chaotic good. And I do have the definitions for everything because we're definitely going to need these. But do we want to do... I mean, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go like good, neutral, evil? Or do we want to end on the good because Christmas? Or what do we want to do? Hmm. You could just not choose and end on neutral. Well, yeah. Okay, we'll end on. Okay, we'll, we'll, so end, we'll end on. No way. Yeah, yeah. We'll end on the middle. And there is, if we want to do bonus, if we want to do bonus round, there is also introducing the new fifth edition, uh, unaligned. Hmm. All right. So here's here's what we do. Here's what we do. We're just gonna go in the order that they're introduced. So number one, lawful good. This would be your top left hand corner. Uh, I you know I, I got the uh, the official. The official Definition. definitions. Yeah. A lawful good character typically acts with compassion and always with honor and a sense of duty. However, lawful good characters will often regret taking any action they fear would violate their code, even if they recognize such action as being good. Um, a crusader is an example or a knight or a paladin. Yeah. Following the rules is essential to creating a consistent world is the definition that I saw. And duty is very important. Duty is very important. So what car exemplifies that? Um, I My submission for this is actually the, the brand new Ford F-150 Lightning. Really? Yes. So duty, truck, obviously self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, 
honor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know about honor in a car, but it's associated with like hard work, the American way. Uh, and now I guess we can say compassion because you can kind of do like the, you know, the, the, the electric lets you power the house. So it's like giving back, you know what I mean? Compassion, eco-friendly quote unquote. I don't know. See, I went that way with the eco-friendly lawful good, um, side of it. I didn't really take the duty part into consideration. I was more thinking of something like my first thought was like a Yaris. Something from Toyota or maybe a Nissan Leaf, something like that. What do you think, Tristan? So, so to me, like I didn't see compassion as like. I guess I didn't interpret it as the good for the environment kind of thing. I, I mean, saw that's it, just what I that's what right, I thought would be yeah, the closest. Yeah, no, and I don't I don't necessarily disagree with it. Now that you guys mention it, it's not where my brain went immediately. Um, for me. I haven't picked a model specifically, but I was looking what jumped to mind immediately is Volvo. Hmm. <laughs> but why? Because they are the cars are reliable, they're safe, they're you know, the company as a whole has maintained a like positive almost almost duty-bound, you know, image towards keeping others safe um you know reading reading that it was the knight the paladin the crusader you know yes. like to me the the always rather uninteresting in the context of fantasy books but the good guy volvo volvo was was the good guy car um but it's yeah it's like the step beyond that though and that's why i think maybe yaris isn't the right choice for this i think yaris might be neutral because it's like the superman good the exactly what tristan said the somewhat boring good mm. but not in that yeah. they only do that hmm so we've got volvo we've got f-150 and we've got yaris i'm definitely not against volvo but actually what what with what you're describing tristan really makes me think of Saab from back in the day yeah, I was trying to keep it to current. Yeah, that yeah, it, it yeah. is it is tougher to do that. So, um, okay, I'm actually I could get behind Volvo. I, I now that he's explained it, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's like they, they, they don't. Could, it's like they don't have any pretense towards you know they make nice cars. It's not like they strictly like they used to made just safe boxes. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, it seems like they're mostly focused on being a good car company safe car company they've got some weird stuff with the pole star and a couple other things but it's like they're not out here to make friends in the you know fancy car world um it's just like hey we're out here to make safe good guy cars but i you know what i'm on board with that too but we did mention that we're going to pick a model and not just yeah brand. no definitely so, yeah no, no, no. so yeah. here's what i'm saying uh, just pulling up the, I uh, have pulled up the Volvo site just to see how this fits and actually fits really well because right underneath their main picture, it's luxury that cares, uh, sustainable <laughs> materials committed to safety since 1927, blah, blah, blah. Well done, um, Tristan. Good. Yeah. Pull. So, I mean, he's really got something here. So here like, are our choices. Like a V, a V model, <laughs> like the station wagon. A v model. <laughs> so like, um, so the electrics, they have a, a C40, the XC90 the XC60 and the XC40. Hmm. I will actually put in 
for the XC60 because it's like the midsize plug-in hybrid. It's actually cheaper than the Pure Electrics. It's it's the lowest price out of all of these, actually. And um, back to your point about like duty, it's actually got whether you use the the back row for storage or anything else, you it's got some capacity to do other oh, things. There you go. Which kind of brings it closer to the F150 side. I'm good with the XC60. I'm into it in white. Yes. My Volvo and my Volvo in shining armor, white knight. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm happy with that. All right. Lock it in. Volvo XC60 white. All right. Neutral good. A neutral good character typically acts altruistically without regard for or against lawful precepts such as rules or tradition. A neutral good character has no problems with cooperating with lawful officials, but does not feel beholden to them. In the event that doing the right thing requires the bending or breaking of rules, they do not suffer the same inner conflict that a lawful good character would. Um, They have a bunch of very unhelpful examples here. (laughs) Cloud giants, gnomes, question mark. But the archetype is benefactor. So like, Um, uh, I I thought of this one. I thought of like a, like a nice old man. Yeah, because like famously, and my parents and I have joked about this, famously, the older you get, the less you care about listening to rules. Yes, exactly. You're you're still out there to help and be a nice person, but I'm going to go around that velvet rope they put up because I have to go do something. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, neutral good. Who does anyone have a have a uh, immediate answer for neutral good? My first thought on this one, um, you know, the, the old man thing kind of changes my perspective. But before that description, my head almost went to like a Civic mm-hmm. because it's it's a decent car, it's a good car, but also like you know the the more casual definition I found was I mostly follow the rules, but sometimes I'll bend them. What's important is that everyone is having fun. That made me think of Civic because it's like, yeah, it's in this box. It's going to get you where you want to go. There's nothing truly special. But you know what? They do make a version that comes with with a stick. So you can have a little fun with it at the same time. That's true. <laughs> Definitely true. And I so reading the same definition, I think I'm more I found what I, I found the definition additions that Nick found um, was I actually went right to and and this might be too far. So. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not married to this one, um, but the uh, the TDI golf, um, hmm. not not afraid to bend the rules, um, but really they're doing it for you know supposedly a good purpose. You know you you have fun, you get good gas mileage, it's safe, it's it's a good guy car. You're not you're not seeing you know you know, Ray finds in a black turtleneck driving a TDI golf, um, you know, (laughs) as a villain somewhere, um, you know, but in the, in the name of making a more favorable driving experience, they're willing to bend the rules on diesel emissions now and then to, 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 to to get things done. So they didn't feel that bad about it. (laughs) Yeah. They didn't feel that bad about it. I'm not sold that they're, you know, contrite in any manner. (laughs) <laughs> that's interesting i like the tdi quite a bit my thought because i well because my, because my first thought was old man i was like well you know crown Vic, blah 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 it doesn't <laughs> really around anymore um nothing from cadillac fit to me nothing that 
you would think in the boat arena of old people cars really spoke <laughs> to me. But you know what did? The Kia Soul. That is a car that a lot of old people drive. Yeah, it's honestly the Kia Soul. The Kia Soul is a car that surprisingly just a lot of people drive. I'm it's true. It is very surprised in, in general, general, but yeah. But I was thinking, um, I mean, they do make the the uh, 200 horsepower Soul. The Soul. Soul. <laughs> <laughs> they used their, I don't know. There was some terminal, but it was just Soul with an exclamation point. Why would they do that? Who is that for? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's got that nice long warranty. That's nice. Yeah, you get all the safety stuff. It's a top safety pick. Um, it looks nice in a kind of very neutral way. It 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 is. It has nice things. Uh, but I mean, I'll bet you it's also one of the most ticketed cars. So. <laughs> <laughs> cute little rule breaker you yeah i don't know know. that that's that that's what i was thinking soul is okay i think tdi Um, is better you think i was thinking more like just because of the tdi piece that would fit more in the uh chaotic good (laughs) but Mm, i could see that but yeah like i wasn't married to it and you know there is something to be said for it, it to be fair, it wasn't a little light rule breaking. Um, yeah, no, you know, that's, that's so true. it is funny to phrase it like that, but it's really not what it was. <laughs> it was it was a systemic, intentional uh, thwarting of international uh, emissions laws, international emissions laws. Yeah, at every level. <laughs> okay. All the way down to literally the man, the chip manufacturer. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty comprehensive. But you know what? I think well, well, we'll 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 double check on uh, the chaotic good there for that one. But uh, sorry, I've totally forgotten because of all this nonsense. Nick, what was your choice again? For um, for neutral good, I neutral had this, good. I, I picked Civic. That's right. That is a good fit. Up to you guys. I I I think the Soul is a good choice too. I'd be okay with it. I mean, they're very similar, very similar. Yeah. So the the qualities that you guys pointed out were kind of the same on both. Um, Yeah, I think Civic just because it's so I mean, it's it's always in. It's very neutral. Yes. Uh huh. A nice, a nice uh, gold, quote unquote, but it's really like tan Civic. Yeah. Champagne. If they still make that color. What colors are Civics coming right now? Uh, Black, white, gray. A black Lighter Civic? Gray. Is it a black Civic? <laughs> a gray Civic. A gray, gray Civic. Tell my wife. Colors. Hello. Oh, this is dire. <laughs> All right. So color specific. We've got red, blue, black, gray, and silver. Uh, a slightly less dark black. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold the hell on. Okay. I'm going to have to name these colors simply because you'll find out. Crystal black. Lunar silver, meteorite gray, morning mist, another silver, platinum white, sonic gray. So that's like two silvers, two grays, a black and a white. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, it's got to yeah. be one of the grays. Also, Nick's yeah, camera be... is frozen. 
Like he's giving me the absolute stare down. <laughs> really? I'm seeing him just fine. He, he, yeah, caught, he, he caught back up, but he was giving fine. me one of these. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, as, yeah, so a gray and or silver Civic, I think, fits perfectly. <laughs> In neutral, good. Got it. I think the fact Definitely. that those are almost your only color options cements the deal. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think um, I was going to get any choices on this board, so I'm happy that I got one out of the way early. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not? Never mind. Um, all right. Chaotic good. A chaotic good character does what is necessary to bring about change for the better. Disdains bureaucratic, <laughs> disdains bureaucratic organizations that get in the way of social improvements. Ah, and places a high value on personal freedom, not only for oneself, but for others as well. Chaotic good characters usually intend to do the right thing, but their methods are generally disorganized and often out of sync with the rest of society. Um, Tesla, anybody? Unicorns. <laughs> okay, the archetype is rebel. So, a TDI strong contender. Yeah, my thought actually better there. <laughs> my thought actually was Tesla. I mean, the TDI is really good too, and really good i know we don't like anything elon musk so we if we can avoid putting him on this chart that'd be I great would, that would the be my preference bad news is that i also was going to say tesla <laughs> really oh yeah. no uh so <laughs> which is why i jumped immediately at the chance to say oh no uh tdi is better what uh what was your pick for that one nick did you also did you honestly pick tesla me yeah damn I, I I mean like a mo- like a model. You S, know that we right? have to. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking um, Model S. I was or um, what's the 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 Y maybe like the the, the yeah, one with the with out the of sync with the, the Model X is Definitely. the Falcon doors. Oh yeah, X yeah uh, yeah yeah the X yes. out of out of yes, sync yeah. with society. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, it, it does Model all X of those. I mean, change for the better. Definitely disdains bureaucratic organizations. Well, that's for sure. Uh, yep. I value personal freedom. SEC, uh, anybody? It's gotta be, yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah. It's the X. It's the Model X. Mm-hmm. That's probably the easiest I, one we're going to have all night. That was the easiest one. All right. Yeah. So that was a unanimous decision. <laughs> yeah. That was all the goods, if you can believe that. All right. Jumping down to the neutrals. A heart full of neutrality. Lawful neutral. A lawful neutral character typically believes strongly in lawful concepts, such as honor, order, rules, and tradition, but often follows a personal code in addition to, or even in preference to, one set down by a benevolent authority. Examples of this alignment include a soldier who always follows orders, a judge or enforcer who adheres mercilessly to the letter of the law, a disciplined monk, and some wizards, question mark, uh, archetype judge. This screams German to me. Yeah. 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 But it can't be anything from the VW group. Mercedes. I, I thought Mercedes kind of, I, this one was actually really hard for me because I mean, they're, they're, we're talking about corporations. So logically they all like do a little cheetah Rooney every now and then cheetah Rooney, a little uh, cheetah Rooney episode. Title. I'm gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm going to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call it anytime I cut a corner or anything else. I'm a little, a, Rooney. Rooney. <laughs> a little a little cheetah Rooney. 
<laughs> yeah. But I think Mercedes is good. I really struggled with this one. I, I don't have any I don't have any bangers. My first thought was the standard Jetta. Just like your base Jetta. Because of what happens when high school kids get them? Well, I mean, it's just here it is. We're we're building within this box. It's going to get you from A to B. Why would it need to do anything else? This is how it's supposed to be. Why would you think of doing anything else? Why would you think of breaking the rules? This is it. <laughs> it's it's not that they can't fall to corruption, Andrew. It's just <laughs> they start neutral. Sure. <laughs> That's true. A, a a petrol Jetta would have to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Base petrol Jetta would was my choice. Mm. But I like the idea of a Mercedes too. Yeah, just because it's a little fancier, like. Like a C-class Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And a judge would drive a Mercedes. Yeah, versus a BMW or something else. Right. They're, they're the car that makes sense and doesn't All offend right. anyone. Don't look over at AMG. Do not look at them. So uh, so what are we talking like? like C or S-class? C-class? I was thinking base C-class. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I was thinking C-class. Yeah. In I'm silver. about it. So, uh, it, is there a second color? No, I didn't. It's a Mercedes. So. It comes in silver <laughs> and other silver. <laughs> how many silvers are that? I I will poke around to find out how many silvers <laughs> they offer. We should. Well, that's the, you know. the silver arrows. Remember that. That's so. our that, that's our next power ranking chart. Is how many silvers does your brand offer? I you know I'm actually I wouldn't be mad about that. Oh, come on. Just show me the colors. Don't make me do the stupid build. And do a configurator. <laughs> do By the a way, every single car on this website is silver. I know everyone knows that already, but every single car on this website is silver. Yeah. Well, you, you literally say Mercedes Benz, and I think uh, silver. Uh, one, two. I'm counting that. Three, four silver and or grays. Two blacks. Mm-hmm. Two blues. One white. Four grays, two backs, two blues, and a white. Yep. You, you just you hate to see it. Uh, anyways, that fits your Mercedes. perfectly. <laughs> that is neutral. That is good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, true neutral. <laughs> the true neutral. A neutral character is neutral on both axes and tends not to feel strongly towards any alignment or actively seeks their balance. Sure. Uh, Druids frequently follow this dedication to balance. Um, this this one just talks a lot about druids. Um, so for an example about what a druid could do or a true neutral, that's actually pretty good. A typical true neutral would fight against a band of marauding gnolls only to switch sides to save the gnolls clan from being totally exterminated. The archetype for this one, undecided. <laughs> <laughs> agnostic <laughs> the undecided voter <laughs> basically um this one's really hard this one's really hard yeah because it might it's, be the hardest one because it's hard to be to be true neutral i mean i think you know when, when you read that description it's like knowing that you just had this you know druid fighting against you and now they're fighting with you you're as likely to get taken out as the people you're fighting against by the people you're trying to save. It's a, it's a tricky spot yep. to be in both in a, you know, fantasy context and in a real life context, it's hard to be truly neutral. The only thing 
that came to mind for me was Camry. Hmm. And here's here's actually where my vote for the F-150 hybrid comes in. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah, you first. Oh, that's, you first. that's spicy. Go. Um, yeah, because it's, you know, it is kind of neutral. Like, it's not the full electric where they're like, I want to do good. Um, you know, it's it's not the what whatever that gigantic uh, naturally aspirated V10 they just came out with, like nine yeah, liter the... V10 or whatever. Um, the new Triton, you know, successor where it's, you know, the Earth Stomper 3 million. Um, yeah. But, you know, they still are going to put a gas engine in this car. But for balance, we're also going to put electric in this vehicle. Um mm-hmm. You know, and I think that and without any goal of like a lot of other hybrids like the the Prius or a lot of the Hyundai Ionic line or it's like we're doing this for good. You know, it's basically Ford's like we're doing it so that our fleet gets better gas mileage um, and that's about it. You know, um, it doesn't yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it happens to do some stuff well. And, you know, it's like who, who would argue that a druid doesn't do things well um but it, it's it's in it for i felt that the hybrid f-150 is in it for truly neutral reasons you that's know, true you're the not kind of yeah it's like it's like all the commercials are this f-150 hybrid it's an f-150 they're not saying like and you can save the planet with this f-150 or whatever it's like this is an f-150 hybrid that tows like an f-150 it's like oh that's very that's a sentence that doesn't mean anything so <laughs> yeah you know, it's to me it seems the ultimate get an get an f-150 hybrid in gray and that seems like a very neutral vehicle to me <laughs> okay i'm into that that's, that's a good explanation i was thinking more my thought on this was almost like a brand wise i went to kia Sometimes they play by the rules. Sometimes, you know, they have a little fun. They're kind of right in the middle. Um, and if I wanted to like a specific model, I was almost thinking a Telluride because it does all the things that a standard SUV would do. But then it also packs in these little innovations and little things that you wouldn't normally think about that kind of go outside the norm. Like the fact that it's got the sunshades built into the door that you can roll up in the back or you can like an optional thing to add on is a coat hanger that hangs on the back of the, the front seats, you know, for, for your suits or your, you know, whatever, like it's, it's sometimes, sometimes it just kind of stays in its box, like an SUV. And then sometimes it can go outside of that box and have a little fun with it. Get a little, get a little crazy, not too crazy, just a little bit, get a little loose, a little bit. I mean, I guess that's pretty much the same argument on a Friday night, you know, pretty much the same argument I would make about Camry because uh I mean TRD yep. remember the whole grounded to the ground campaign mm-hmm. um they are Camrys are the most stu- or in one or two spots uh the most stolen car <laughs> so they're used for a <laughs> lot of Milwaukee. criminal activity <laughs> no not in Milwaukee <laughs> that is very true <laughs> uh but uh so they're so they're probably used for a lot of crime but it's also the family hauler, the most purchased car. I mean, we know this and that and a third, uh, but they've always had the V6. They've always had some kind of fast version. And now they made a truly fast version. Um, I don't know. 
see to to me I'm, that always seems like more the chaotic neutral where it's like you know they're oh. they're they're trying to achieve neutrality but it's sometimes <laughs> but it's sometimes you know not by truly neutral means the fact that the the, 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 the fact that it's like it's like we want to be the most sold most ubiquitous most visible car in the world but we realize that sometimes you have to get a little crazy to get people to buy more of them um you know okay. it's like okay. if they're no, no, no. because like and like if it were true neutral you'd also expect that they sell like a three cylinder one with only two seats in it like right. you know just like you'd have to they'd have to go crazy in the fun department and then crazy in the useless and unfun department to be truly neutral gotcha but that's that's where my brain went is like yeah but we actually like this car because it's a little wild which doesn't scream true neutral to me that's but, true okay no no I, I like that i like that all right that's so, actually a really really enticing argument and i was gonna say before that I, I like Tristan's argument for the hybrid F-150 here. Yeah, I do too. I think that's, I think that's good. Yeah. I like okay. it. Mark it down. Yep. So it is written. With a heart full of, and then do we just want to put the Camry in chaotic neutral right away? I mean, let's just read it. Well, let's just, let's, let's do figure the thing. it out. Let's, let's figure it out. It. Yeah. Uh, a chaotic neutral character is an ooh, it may be not fit according to this definition. The chaotic neutral character is an individualist who follows their own heart and generally shirks rules and traditions. Although chaotic neutral characters promote the ideals of freedom, it is their own freedom that comes first. Good and evil come second to their need to be free. Examples of this alignment include bards. I guess it's actually pretty good. Uh, archetype free spirit. Ooh. That's tough on the old Camry. Yeah. Free spirit doesn't really fit Camry. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> is this okay? This is something that just popped into my head. Just bear with me for a second. Is this a, like a Lotus, like an Exige or an Elise? We're like, hey, I just want to have a good time. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. There's there's not a lot of them around. They're not very powerful, but they handle like a go-kart. You know, I they, can feel like a race car driver. Rules. They play by their own rules. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking Catrum. Ooh. Oh, okay, so the funny part is I was thinking McLaren. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so we all had British sports car companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> you could also say Ariel Adam. Yeah. Ariel and mm-hmm. yeah, Ariel Adam. Um the the nomad yeah yep the the nomad if you really want that to lean in on the free spirit vibe i i actually really like that i really like the nomad the aerial nomad yeah 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 because i mean aerial adam already ridiculous just a just a metal skeleton with a with a v8 uh but now also monster truck tires yeah and again, it's like roll cage and monster truck tires strapped to a bomb. Just living, <laughs> yeah. just living by their own rules, and not out to hurt anybody. But everybody looks at them and goes, "What are they doing?" And then they say, "I'm not trying to bother anybody. I'm just trying to have a good time." people, but you know, it's like the visual embodiment of fuck it. <laughs> Exactly. No, I think that's I I I, I love really that. like that one actually. I love that. 
<laughs> Mark and it this, down. And this is why we wanted to like do it live and talk through it versus like uh, I know we're all kind of presenting what we were thinking, but I don't I don't think any of us had like this is my official answer for this blah blah blah. Um, you know, like we do with a lot of our other a lot of our other round bullshit. robins because sometimes things just evolve, like the aerial nomad. <laughs> exactly, I love, I love that it. answer. Yeah, it's awesome. Now the fun, the fun ones, the evils, says uh, Andrew. <laughs> well, these are, they're they're always the most fun. Uh, lawful evil. A lawful evil character sees a well-ordered system as being easier to exploit than necessarily follow. Read that wrong. Easier to exploit than necessarily follow. Examples of this alignment include tyrants, devils, corrupt officials, uh, undiscriminating mercenary types who have a strict code of conduct, uh, archetype dominator, question mark? Kinky? Ooh. Um... Corrupt officials, is, tyrants, is this... devils, lawful my, evil. My thought, um, Hellcat. I was going to go with chaotic evil on that. Yeah. I, I, the, the reason why I say Hellcat, um, I guess my thought was charger Hellcat, I guess. Um, well, because four doors. And I think that. I think it fits this description because all they did was thunk a massive engine in the front of a already big car uh, and pour a bunch of gas into it to make it go really fast. Then, (laughs) then uh, they, what did they, they they just cut like extra holes in the front of the car to put more air uh, into the engine. Uh, and then released it onto an unsuspecting public. And not that that's necessarily corrupt, but they obviously follow all the rules of the road, but you're still selling a 700 and whatever horsepower engine to people who should definitely not be driving that. Yeah, but they're doing that on purpose. So isn't that like chaotic because of the, like the purpose behind it? Like we're going to do this. When we know Not we necessarily shouldn't. because what you got to remember is that those cars have track keys so you can get the mm. seven the um oh wait no, no 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 that's i said the wrong goddamn car that's the demon mm. that's the that's the um challenger demon that's the car that should be lawful evil i was almost thinking more along my thought on it was like a like a wicked powerful SUV, like a Jeep Trackhawk or an RSQ8 or something mm. like that. Okay, Tristan, my my brain went in a complete other direction. Um, <laughs> uh, That's okay. The I, I was actually thinking the when you're looking at like lawful like this system is easier to exploit than follow i'm gonna do it this way for my own gain and it's evil like those three things or four things all pushed together immediately (laughs) jump to the gm ignition switch scandal cars oh god where it's like it's (laughs) it's like it's like we know that within this system we're gonna be sued we know it's gonna cost us this much money if we just don't do that, 
and you know sell all these cars we'll actually still make more money than the lawsuits will cost us we'll work within the system but it's super evil true now i didn't think directly into the you know demon devil etc archetype oh, no i wasn't but i wasn't thinking yeah. that necessarily either either not not because it's called the the demon yeah um i just think that you know making a uh <laughs> making a car that comes with uh, a set of bicycle tires for the front for when you put it in drag mode and you get the tools to do it and you get all this crap um this essentially so you can say you know we make a car that has seven octillion horsepower and have that as your tagline for your entire model range i mean that's like it's not evil necessarily but it is manipulating the system I no mean, and, and the other side uh, is, I, I know we've already, hard. we've already mentioned it, but you know, sadly this isn't a, a manufacturer, <laughs> you know, mm. because Volkswagen would a hundred percent fall in, in this category. <laughs> Lawful evil. Yeah. You betcha. But it's hard to pick one car from that. All right. So, uh, run down the choice again. I said, Dodge demon. I said, either a track hawk or an rsq8 yes 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 interest in yours was the the chevy cobalt with the faulty ignition switch i don't <laughs> make those now anymore that's true um hmm. okay so well um i mean let's see here the track hawk wait dodge demon first i mean it's a, that's like that engine right yeah, it's this eight. Sorry, that's the eight hundred horsepower one. God, how can you keep track of this shit? Honestly, so <laughs> many horsepower. So the demon is eight hundred horsepower and comes with the whole set of tools and the the special key and the this and that and the third. Um, the trackhawk, which is not trail rated. <laughs> People also ask: Is a trackhawk faster than a Lamborghini? Hmm. I would say not. Uh, I don't stop giving me the size of the engine. Stop. You have to stop. 707. Okay, right. Uh, A middling 707 horsepower. Not as evil. Not as evil. Not as evil. And really, it's not the it's not the demon iconography. I by the way, the demon got a nine out of ten from car and driver. That's interesting. So we're that marking was exp- down that, that was expensive. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, I, I still, I still think that's that's. I think the demon is an appropriate choice. Um, I mean, and I think right here, a, a little bit more evidence of people on the people also ask, which is the new Yahoo Answers thing. By the way, these are hilarious. Is the Dodge Demon illegal? Technically, no. and then and then below that why is the dodge demon banned stop it was it was from drag racing though right i was just gonna say it actually was banned holy shit oh come on all right dodge demon it is in gray yeah okay that's fun that was that yeah that's a fun little oh it's 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 evil though so it's not neutral it's got to be in red or black well, it, right. and yeah, it is in fact in red or black. 
I'll mark it down red. Yeah, I suppose it better be. I, I'm um, jotting notes down on this. I We will build this chart when the episode drops and we'll get it out on social so people can kind of see the chart and some of the definitions and kind of follow along with this. So, yep, yep. Uh, all right, next, neutral evil. A neutral evil character is typically selfish and has no qualms about turning on allies of the moment. And they usually make their allies... Oh, they usually make allies primarily to further their own goals. A neutral evil character has no compunctions about harming others to get what they want, but neither will they go out of their way to cause carnage or mayhem when they see no direct benefit for themselves. Another valid interpretive tip. Another valid interpretation of neutral evil holds up evil as an ideal doing evil for evil's sake and trying to spread its influence. So the first type of neutral evil character would be an assassin uh, who does not needlessly kill a henchman who plots behind their superior's back or a mercenary (laughs) who readily switches sides. An example of the second type would be a masked killer who strikes only for the sake of causing fear and distrust in the community. A terrorist. Um, Cloud giants, you know, everyone knows that. Sure. Um, and the archetype uh, malefactor. Don't hmm. know what that is. Tristan knows what that is. Yep, probably. I've only ever heard the word. <laughs> and in this, by the way, so I'm also looking up pictures, just I'm curious. They have the alien as neutral evil. That's just a killing machine. Yeah. I, I think that's the point. I think that's closest to evil for evil's sake where it's like they're just killing and breeding for the sake of killing and breeding there's no like once we manage to get a million aliens born we're going to build this utopic society it's literally the only goal is just kill and breed kill and breed kill and breed and that's it for evil's sake so sure it makes a little sense but it's not the best (laughs) Ooh. The neutral ones are tough, and I think it's because I don't know why. Why why are the neutral ones the hardest ones? Because they can go either way. <laughs> There's no like yes. set definition. So I I can start with one. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be because we. I also had trouble with this. It's I I took a spin on it specifically from like a car owner's perspective. Um, sure okay not anything to the broader world or whatever because i had to narrow it down to make it make sense but it, it's the nissan altima Ooh, okay say more because they're just out there making cars for cars sake they're not <laughs> they're not making cars to make them better for the environment to make them more fun to make them built better to do there's no higher purpose from like what we can see based on you know how rare their you know you know facelifts and new engines and everything else come along um you know the the other one i was thinking was like another nissan like the the z's um you know there's not really a lot of work done there's not a lot changed they're just out there building them for the sake of building them um and that's kind of where my brain went is nissan above all seems like a car company without a goal to me um and 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 in and in the meantime it's not just like it's not just neutral neutral it's like they're making cars that are noticeably not as good as they could be or should be 
which is a negative from a car owner's perspective, which is what put them towards the evil side. But it was a stretch. It's all I had. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I, I, yeah. think, I, I think your description of the Ultima and Nissan itself as a brand is spot on. But you're to me, description, yeah. But to me, that almost falls into true neutral. They're just kind of doing it to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't know where the evil part comes into that. Interesting. His description actually made me I find what I think might be a fantastic answer. Uh, a, a car that I just recently railed against very hard for a very long time. Um, the Alfa Romeo Julia. <laughs> yes. yes. May, this this may very well be neutral evil neutral because, evil absolutely because the car itself famously and 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 in every long-term review in every magazine every single one of those cars had shit loads of problems uh so they, they it does actively harm others um but it doesn't go out of the way to do it it just quietly fails while it's sitting in your garage one night it doesn't kill you while you're driving it yeah, it's, it's, I, it's not a notable fireball. It's just bad. <laughs> so, right. And yet, and yet, and yet, uh, I mean, all of the, uh, we don't need to recap it. All of the threats from people who love cars so much that if you don't love an alpha, you don't love cars and, and this and that. If you've never driven one, you've never, uh, whatever. It, all the gas keeping and gate lighting. <laughs> yeah exactly all of that i i think this I, this Perfect. tristan's interpretation of this says julia to me yeah and i, I, I think that's Tristan's interpretation i love the julia as the pick yeah, yeah you found no the better, bother even the better example <laughs> yeah no bother even hearing my thought because that's way better and i didn't even think of it and now i'm ashamed of myself for not thinking yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say M6, but good pull, Andrew. Hmm, interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Chaotic evil. Last two here. A chaotic evil character tends to have no respect for rules, other people's lives, or anything but their own desires, which are typ typically selfish and cruel. They set a high value on personal freedom, but do not have much regard for the lives of freedom or other people. Natch. Chaotic evil characters do not work well in groups because they <laughs> resent being given orders and usually do not behave themselves unless there's no alternative. Examples of Islam include higher forms of undead, violent killers who strike for pleasure, demons, orcs, and uh, the, the picture that I have to point out. It's the Joker, baby. Archetype <laughs> destroyer. See, this is where I went to the demon or the hellcat. Mm. Because if you think about like you at the top right, we had chaotic good. Tesla doesn't care about breaking the rules, but they're trying to you know, with the electric cars and the carbon neutrality and all that kind of stuff. Whereas the Dodge group is purposely going against that. Like you want to go electric, here's more displacement, burn more fossils. Like, and we don't care. Yeah, but they weren't doing that to be evil. I think they, I mean, my interpretation of, of the demon was that they were literally just doing that to pump life back into a car that at that point hadn't been redesigned for 10 years already. You know what I mean? Like you got to do something. You hear that Nissan? You got to do something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or you end up exactly where Nissan is. Yes, exactly. Um, 
You know, so, so the issue for me with this one is that when I hear that, I think of the first thing I think of is what cars constantly, uh, burn or catch fire or somehow kill their occupants. Chevy Bolt, and maybe. So my, <laughs> Chevy Bolt was a good one. My <laughs> thought was Tesla Model 3. Hmm. They'd be crashing like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably the Bolt. What do you think, Tristan? Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I it's for, To me, it... I almost have to go with the Model 3 because of the willful description or misdescription of the autopilot program. Yes. It's like, you know, they know that it's not what it is, yet they keep telling everybody this. Like, the Bolt was a mistake. Maybe there was a cover-up. Like, there's some stuff that could have gone better, but, like, the willful, repeated misguidance regarding the autopilot system in general... But mm-hmm. but yeah, the Model 3s are out there crashing all the time. And there, there's something different about those. And yet they don't pull autopilot or change their messaging or anything well, else. It's because it's their cheapest car. It, right. it has the least power. It literally has the le- the least amount of computing Processing power. power. Yeah. Yep. So to run their not autopilot autopilot. Right. So it's like, you know, to me, that's that's the winner for me. And that's what came to mind is. I didn't pick a model, but I had my eyes set on mod- on autopilot um, because we've we've repeatedly described that as just evil mayhem, just misdescribing this to people. So, if the Model Three is the one that's falling prey to this delusion more often than anything else, I would say go with the Model Three. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's a fair description. All right. So we have completed the first ever CEP D&D car alignment chart. A lot of acronyms there. So do a quick review. We're starting from the top. The lawful good, a white Volvo XC60. Moving across to neutral good, we have a gray (laughs) Honda Civic. I just thought, for whatever reason, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I saw the Volvo and the like without even trying to think about it i just saw it with the license plate on it w h t k n t oh that's very funny <laughs> thank you it for that just that, entirely just popped into my head that's awesome this is my existence guys i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um moving to the chaotic good the top right corner of this chart tesla model x Moving down to the middle row, the neutral row, lawful neutral, the base C-Class Mercedes. The middle square on this chart, true neutral, is the F-150 hybrid and chaotic neutral visual embodiment of, hey, fuck it, aerial nomad. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Bottom left, lawful evil, a red Dodge demon. We move to the center, the neutral evil, great pick, Andrew, great pick. call on the fly here the alpha julia and oh, then thank you lastly the tesla model 3 with chaotic evil for purposefully misinforming the public around their uh autopilot system love it i think it's a great list i think we did a really good job with this i loved this 
Yes, was fun. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's you know, I, mean, I would say probably Nick would be the the least likely to be already tuned into this. So I'm, I'm right. glad I'm glad I got a positive Nick review. Yeah, not yeah. once have I ever had any interest in playing Dungeons and Dragons, but this was actually really really fun for me to put together. With Do you, you know guys. what so this, this is awesome. Made, this made me wonder if there were in fact any tabletop car games. Oh, for sure. Yes. For sure. And there are, and they're, they all seem weird as you would expect. Uh, they, in fact, when you look up car tabletop games is what I did. You get mostly board games, which sounds mm-hmm. very odd. There's like a, a couple racing themed board games, which uh, could be fascinating, but potential review episode later. Well, see, that's what I was thinking. More to the point. There is a tabletop game called Gaslands that just had a major update in 2019 where your models, you know, your, your character pieces are hot wheels cars that you customize and, and paint and put guns on in according to, you know, you make your Mad Max car and then you, how much do I have to explain tabletop games here? I think you're good. I think people are getting it. Yeah, you play on a um a tabletop you know, like a like a, yeah, like a tabletop <laughs> board, a terrain. Yeah, yes, essentially. Yeah. Uh, in this case. And um that actually sounds kind of fun to me. <laughs> like I might look into seeing if I can get one of these uh We should do this over the holiday break. break. Well, see, the interesting thing about this uh as a car game compared to um you know like model model-based games like Warhammer and stuff, you could really easily do this uh on just like like printed like those driving carpets you know what i mean like you could assess movement penalties for different areas and there's gonna have roads so you know you have no movement penalty on the road it just seems like this is a tabletop game that could actually be somewhat playable without 10 million dollars in investment or fifty thousand hours of painting Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know yep I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out. I, I I would be interested in seeing this. That would be really cool. Anyways, so I'll do that. Yeah, you do that. And in the meantime, is there anything else on this one, or should we get the listeners out of here for yeah, for this I week? Think I think that's good. Yeah, I think so too. Almost another full ninety minutes if it's all adding up right. So. I think we're good. So thanks for sticking with us today, everybody. We appreciate you listening, but we don't want you just to listen. We want to interact with you. Uh, We already mentioned how to find us on the socials. Um, As you're streaming on your favorite platform, be sure to either hit that subscribe button or leave us preferably a good review, um, if you don't mind. That'd be great. Um, If you're really into what we're doing and would like to support this podcast monetarily, you have two options for that. You can go to patreon.com forward slash check engine podcast or hit the support button on our anchor page that is anchor.fm forward slash check engine podcast every cent pledged is put toward making this a better experience for you the listener and none of it goes back to us so we appreciate anything that comes from there in advance one quick note um another way to support us monetarily was our merchandise holiday pre-sale through styled aesthetic the pop-up shop um, if you're listening to this episode the shop is now closed it closed on december 3rd and you should expect the shipments to go out mid-december 
it should hit you um, before the holiday if you got anything as a gift and need to wrap it. So thanks to Style Aesthetic for helping us out with that. Thank, thanks to all of you who ended up purchasing anything from that store. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. Um, guys, is there any special thank yous before we get out of here? Um, I... I feel like I thank my wife a lot, but that's cool. Uh, I'll just thank her. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Because, yeah. Well, just because uh, um, she recently got her COVID booster and felt like a little sick on it the next day. And it's just, it's as a, as a guy with a baby, there's only so much you can do. Right. So um, it was her, the baby's first week uh, at daycare while Meg went back to work. And so when we picked her up Friday from Friday up until probably this very moment. The only thing the baby has done is stare at Meg all day. She just <laughs> stares awesome. at him. And when, and when Meg is not in the room, the baby looks where she last saw her until Meg comes back in the room. There's just, she's not unhappy. She just only wants to be around her. And, um, that probably was much harder when she didn't feel great. So, um, yeah, thanks to her for for just doing it, I guess, you know? That's awesome. Just staring, waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Tristan? Uh yes, I have a um a a you know kind of belated thank you, but uh the the staff of the Holiday Inn in Columbus, Indiana. Um, gets a okay. Gets a shout out um, for shout out. for definitely letting in my dog that weighs more than seventy pounds, uh, <laughs> but we can't prove it because we haven't weighed him for a while, um, and taken our word on it. So we had a place to sleep during our last road trip. Um, I think they saw the look on my face and went. No, no, let this man sleep. Um, don't give him a don't, don't give don't give him a hard time. Uh, and uh, so so shout out to them. Yeah, thank you to the folks at Holiday Inn Express. And what about you? Um, I would like to thank um, the drivers in Formula One, uh, <laughs> not only for making this a crazy good season, but I think. It, it came back to light this weekend racing in Saudi Arabia because um, some of the human rights issues going on in that country and some of the other countries were F1 races. Um, the standards for LGBTQ plus um, citizens of Saudi Arabia is just appalling. Um, and, you know, whether it be, you know, painting your helmet a special color to wearing a certain t-shirt to asking the um the FIA officials to have like real serious discussions with the governments in the countries that they go to um to Sebastian Vettel who staged a go-kart race in Saudi Arabia for women that's awesome um, like it's really cool that these drivers recognize that they have a platform seeing that formula one is what is the second most popular sport in the world behind soccer, right? Like millions of eyeballs on, on them 11 months out of the year. And they're using it to 
maybe it's not immediate change, but at least start the conversations or continue the conversation. So um, I think it's really cool to see. And it's not something that has been prevalent up until, unfortunately, the last couple of years, but they got to start somewhere and they're doing it. So I applaud them for that. So yeah, definitely. thanks to the uh, thanks to the grid of F1. And, and, and as always, thank you listeners for your continued support. We love hearing from you. We love recording this for you. And we cannot wait to speak to you again until we do. Take care.